And we are live. Hello and welcome to this week's Billy Life Friday, or maybe you're joining me on the Body I Love You podcast. Either way, I'm very grateful you found my voice today. My name is Sydney Rabalata. I don't know if I've been like introducing myself lately. Um, my name is Sydney. I am the co-creator of Body I Love You, which is a six-week course that literally teaches you how to love yourself. I am so passionate about all things humans loving their bodies, especially I have such a soft spot for women in particular because I walk this world as a woman and I'm familiar with the experience and I know what it's like to live in a world where you don't love your body and I know what it's like now to live in a world where you do love your body. And my primary takeaway of that journey is that we have been scammed, we've been lied to, we've been literally gaslit into not approving of ourselves, body, mind, or spirit. Um, and it's a, it's a scam that I'm willing to call out till the day that I die. I like to say I'm 50% rage, 50% passion for what I do because uh, you've been scammed, baby girl. And uh, I, I can't just sit here and allow that to happen. I will be honest, but seven minutes ago, I wasn't 100% sure what I was gonna chat about on this week's episode. And um, there are so many topics that I could speak to. I like to usually pick topics that are particularly relevant in my life because I feel like that's where I'm able to have a conversation from the most like heartfelt place. Um, so there are uh, one trillion topics that I could choose, but when it comes to you know what's on my heart and what's on my mind, that's what I'm currently feeling the most passionate about. So hilariously enough, I feel very called today to talk about intuition and your body. Um, intuition as it relates to your body as well as beyond, I think is where I wanna take this conversation. And I first wanna say that we all have intuition. Wh whether we're aware of it or not, we all have a voice inside of our brains that whatever you want to call it guys like some people call it like their spirit guides leading them some people call it their gut uh, some people like i said call it their intuition we're all born with like an inner knowing and i think our bodies are truly responsible for so much of that wisdom and per usual, i think it's almost mandatory at this point to ignite these conversations with why we feel so repressed within this conversation uh societally speaking so yeah we're gonna be talking about the water in which we swim and for those of you who might be new here or don't know what that means the water in which we swim is a concept that i refer to pretty frequently that refers to the society that we were all raised in we are raised in a patriarchal society um where the kind of standard that everything is compared against is like a you know white Christian man. Um, so healing from what it's like to not be a white Christian man and being raised in that society is such an important thing. And it, in my opinion, the conversation always has to start there because if not, we're just operating on top of a bunch of bullshit. Like if I were to just hop on and be like, you should just trust your intuition. I think it's so much more important that we first understand like, why don't you? What, why do we live in a world where you don't trust yourself or trust your intuition? Let's, let's talk about that first. So of course, the, the water in which we swim, I think that we are in uncharted territory, evolutionarily speaking, 
um, being that we are in the like age of information. We, we are being raised in the age of the internet. And for those of you who don't, I don't know, I feel like I talk about this all the time because it's such a mind fuck for me. Um, it, it's just a perspective shifter. The internet was created, uh, so like invented, um, like 40 years ago. And the internet was made kind of public and used as like a, a social media situation where like the, the common man can hop on his computer and like hop on the internet. That has only been prevalent for 30 years. I am 31 years old. I am exactly as old as the internet. And uh, you know, like it's, it's evolved so much. It will continue to evolve so much. And I'm not sitting on this bad podcast up on my high horse saying like the internet, am I right? But um, when it, when it comes to our intuition, I actually believe that our relationship with the internet has a, a huge influence on how we trust ourselves, how we view ourselves, how we view our bodies. So because we're in the information era, we it's kind of like programmed or just automatic within us to be consistently and very quickly seeking answers outside of ourselves. So we're always looking to seek like if we're like, how often have you Googled things about your body, which that is totally fine. Knowledge is power. I get it. Um, but we don't even think to like, what do, what do I think this could be? What is my gut telling me that this is? What is my body telling me that it needs right now? That, that's not our first step. Our first step is to whip our phones out and, you know, WebMD ourselves into believing that like we're going to die and creating more of a disconnection with our bodies. It's also when it comes to like advice, opinions, guidelines, like when it comes to like, what should I eat to get more energy? When it comes to anything, we seek that information outside of ourselves. When all the while, your entire life, your body has been actually telling you exactly what it wants and exactly what it needs. But we feel so disconnected from ourselves and from our bodies that it doesn't even occur to us to listen to the messages that our bodies are giving us. I've used these examples before, but little things like a headache. A headache could mean so many things. It could mean you are under stress. It could mean that you're dehydrated. Uh, it could mean you need sleep, whatever. It could mean so many things. When we get a headache, so few of us are like, oh my goodness, I have a headache. My body's trying to tell me something. Let me pause myself. Let me pause my day. Body, my pride and joy, what's up? What do you need? Um, ask me for what you need and I'm happy to support you. Our first thing is let me just like take some medication to like make this go away and again i'm not sitting here like granola woman energy where i think that's bad i i i take that shit when i have a headache that won't go away 100 percent. the point that i'm making here is our first step is seeking something outside of ourselves to fix whatever it is our bodies are telling us and i just i'm super curious about what the world would look like if our first step was to pause and get in touch with ourselves and actually get curious about what it is that our body or our gut or our intuition or whatever is telling us. So intuition in the day-to-day -day probably seems a bit more subtle. So I wanna actually start with kind of a, a more intense example to just kind of show everyone like what their intuition, like what their gut is. 
let's say that you are, and I'm, I'm going to start by actually talking about a survival mechanism because we all have a survival mechanism within us. It's quite literally how like humans have survived this long. It's something that lives inside of us that will fight to survive. And when it comes to our survival mechanism, let's say that you're walking around in a city at night and you have to walk down a dark alley to like get where you're going. How does your body feel in that moment? Your, your heart's probably racing a little bit. Um, you probably feel a bit tense. You're probably like hyper alert of your surroundings. Let's say you like have headphones in, you'd probably take that shit out because you just want to be super aware of all of your surroundings, all the sounds, all the everything. Your body just completely shifted from but two minutes ago because of the potential of danger in a potentially dangerous situation. That is your survival mechanism. And so often, I notice in the coaching world, survival mechanisms get a bad rep because when it comes to like coaching and transformation, when you're choosing from your survival mechanism, you're, it kind of usually points to a place from like choosing fear or choosing comfort or whatever that looks like. Um, and coaches can say all day long that like it's not a bad thing, but it certainly comes off like it is a bad thing. And to make myself perfectly clear, I'm pro comfort zone. <laughs> I, I enjoy the hell out of my comfort zone. Um, and of course, in order for me to personally grow, I know that I have to get out of my comfort zone, which more often than not triggers my survival mechanism. And, you know, some people when they, let's say that I booked a speaking gig of like talking to more people than I've ever spoken with in my entire life. Cause again, our survival mechanisms originated when we were like protecting ourselves from like lions and tigers and bears. And now we protect ourselves from like shame and fear of judgment. So like, let's say that I booked this speaking gig, more people than I've ever spoken to in my life. And I'm, when I'm there, I'm nervous as hell. My, my body's tensed up. My hands are probably clammy. Some people get like diarrhea or they like throw up. Like their body is sending them signals of like, we feel like we are in danger. Like we are getting into a mode to protect ourselves because you're terrified right now. So I got you, I'm gonna protect you. Our survival mechanisms can be so uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that they're a bad thing. The intention of our survival mechanisms are actually inherently so sweet because it's, it's literally just wants to keep us not only alive, but it wants to keep us feeling safe and sound. And when we don't feel safe and sound, our body fully changes in order to accommodate like, oh shit, okay, is it go time? It's fucking go time, I got you, bitch. Like it's our body's just so quick to like have our back in that way. So again, I wanna reiterate, anytime your survival mechanism, which I'm sure you can hear is a bit different than intuition, of course, but when it comes to the discomfort of your survival mechanism, just because it is uncomfortable does not mean that it is bad it is there to protect you choosing from that place is not a bad thing um and it's just another example of like how connected our brain and our body is like your body has your back unconditionally and i'll just never stop talking about how adorable that is <laughs> it's just the cutest thing on the planet 
If you are anything like me, you are somebody who both knows that you have intuition and you also know that you have anxiety. <sighs> Am I right? Um, and you just, it's like so hard to tell the difference between the two, right? So let's have that conversation. I've been practicing something lately um, that probably sparked this episode, if I'm honest, but whenever I have an intuitive voice or like an urge in my brain, lately I've been practicing just listening to it. Um, This usually shows up just when I'm in conversations with people. It's shown up when I'm in conversations with clients as well as friends, where I'll just like get a grounded, kind of like throwaway thought in my brain. And I'll kind of, not even necessarily that I, that I need to do this, but I'll, I'm just learning to preamble it with like a, hey, um, this might sound kind of weird, but I'm learning to like really kind of trust my intuition and listen to it. And it's telling me to say something, do you mind if I share? And 100% of the time the answer has been yes, and I've shared. And 100% of the time that I've done it lately, it's it's been powerful, it's been impactful. It's been, I've, I'm, I'm always saying something that is valuable to that person, whether or not I think I think the thing that I'm actually saying is valuable. I'm able to, to deliver that to them, which is so cool. So something that I'm observing is anxiety feels, the number one word that comes up for me when I think of anxiety is like frantic. I feel like, remember the fuzzy screen on channel three? when like you didn't have your cable hooked up. That's how my body feels when I'm anxious. Um, I feel like I'm like vibrating a little bit. I feel like I can't sit still, but maybe I'm also like totally shut off. So like maybe my body will be shut off, but my brain will be like absolutely frantic. Another way in which our brains and our bodies are super connected when our brain is in overdrive, our body will literally shut down. Notice how like when you're overwhelmed or burnt out or whatever, like you just like get sick all of a sudden. That's not a coincidence. That is your body demanding that you meet the needs that you have been avoiding for however long you've been avoiding them, which is crazy, right? What a trip. So when it comes to anxiety, it feels very frantic, vibrating, like fuzzy, like constantly doing, like um, I I notice in my head, I have imagery of like me constantly like grabbing for stuff. Like I, I can't get settled. And anxiety often sounds like a frantic, what if game of like, let's say that I have, let's go back to this hypothetical speaking gig. Let's say that I have anxiety about it. I'll probably be, that conversation might sound like, what if I say something that like wildly offends people? What if I shit my pants on stage? What if they don't like what I say and they choose not to pay me or ever like invite me back? Um, What if I... There, there are so many things, so many examples. Raise your hand if you like drown yourself in the what if game. <laughs> it can be debilitating thinking about just what if after what if after what if. And it comes from this place of frantic fear. And it very often has you kind of wanting to like sprint back to your comfort zone. So anxiety feels frantic. Intuition, what does intuition feel like? The word that comes up for me is intuition feels grounded. Intuition feels like a grounded voice, like a like a somebody who I admire, like a mentor, calmly sitting down next to me and saying, like, let's say I was having intuition that this speaking gig 
was not going to be the thing because maybe my morals and whoever hired me, their morals are very different. So we just like wouldn't be a good fit or whatever. Intuition would say this probably isn't a good fit or like it, this, this doesn't feel right in my gut. I'm not lit up by this opportunity. This opportunity is creating more fear than excitement inside of me. Do you hear the difference? There's something very like, I think of someone almost like tied to the ground, like grounded or like rooted like a tree. That's what intuition feels like to me. Sometimes it feels like a subtle, and this is a very physical experience for me, but like a subtle little kick in my stomach. Um, and when I get that, I, I, I'm kind of just training myself to understand now, like, oh, I'm, I'm really supposed to say the thing that's in my brain. So let's practice saying that. Intuition is such a beautiful thing. And again, I think because of the society that we were raised in, we feel so disconnected from our true selves, from what makes us happy, um, from what makes us sad, from what's good for us, what's bad for us. And we are so quick to just automatically seek something outside of ourselves in the hopes that like we'll be loved and accepted from other people, right? I've said this before, I'll say it again. Humans have such a pack mentality. So, so often our intuition steers us against things that have been prominent in our lives for a while. So let's use the example of, let's say that you are actively breaking up with diet culture bullshit and you are no longer down for like sitting around having conversations about other people's bodies, your body, what you're eating, the fact that you got seconds or whatever. And let's say that you grew up in a family where that's what y'all do. And now you are shedding old skin, you're, you're breaking up with those habits. So intuition is telling you, hey, so this actually super didn't help you out with your life. It's not helping the people around you. It's not helping your family. Intuition is telling me that practicing like true self-acceptance would be the best outcome for me in my life as well as you know my family or my kids or whatever but anxiety is telling you that like oh my god but when you go hang out with your family your parents this weekend and they're you know that they're going to be saying things about whoever's on the tv show that we're watching or they're going to be talking shit about someone that they saw at the store or they're going to be making comments about the food that i'm eating or whatever when you're no longer partaking in essentially rituals that bonded you, because that's what that is. It's, it's an attempt to connect. It's an attempt to like find common ground. Um, execution leaves a lot to be desired, but it is, it is for the sake of connection and community. That's why we like gossip. That's why we talk shit. It, it makes us feel connected to other people. So when you're no longer partaking in the activity that makes you feel connected, then you feel like you're no longer part of the pack. You are, you are outside of the pack. That leaves you vulnerable to outside predators. And, um, and that feels unsafe. And so, so often we compromise on what we know in our guts and what we feel in our intuition because it feels safer to just be accepted by the community that we've always been in rather than practicing our own individuality and exercising those muscles and potentially risking, yeah, some vulnerability. Some, uh, what do I wanna say? I was gonna say like disconnection from whatever that community is, which cannot feel great, but also more of a connection 
to who you are supposed to be, to who you are like meant to be, to in your bones who you feel like you are and what's important to you. So when it comes to intuition, I know that each and every one of you, I actually, we were talking about this in a Billy Bass, which is our Body I Love You alumni community. We do workshops for them uh, biweekly. And we were talking about confidence and we were talking about how often we know something in our brain but we don't like say it out loud or like how how often have you like heard a question and you'll answer it yourself in your brain but you won't trust yourself enough to actually say it out loud and then you hear the answer and you discover you were right and you're in those situations like oh my god i've had that i should have said that out loud i would have felt so smart i god i just need to trust myself and like where does that come from I know for me and for uh, a few of our ladies that were on the call last night, we grew up, I haven't gotten tested for this or anything, you guys, but I'm fairly certain I'm a neurodivergent individual. I mean, yeah, I have depression and anxiety. I I think my brain works in a very interesting, uh, not normal, (laughs) no judgment, way. Um, Yeah, I just have a very interesting brain in the way that I process things and the way that I think about things and do things. I'm learning is not the norm. So I did feel very excluded and misunderstood growing up in school a lot. Um, So not only did like certain uh, mentalities of mine feel like I was the black sheep, but I also struggled a lot in school. When it came to math specifically, I needed so much external help. I remember when I was first learning to read, um, I needed a lot of external help as well. I'm still a very slow reader. So I just, because of the structure of school growing up, you know, we're all in a class. It's easiest for the teacher if we're all doing and learning the same thing. And because I, my brain was a bit different, I struggled and I felt behind and I was pretty consistently getting pulled out of class for like extra help. And that felt super isolating. And I grew up believing that I was not a smart person. Um, I just, I, Yeah, I just didn't think that like intelligence was in the cards for me. I don't think I I viewed my brother as very smart and that like he was the smart one and that was cool for him and sucked for me. I didn't realize until college um, when I started like taking courses that I actually enjoyed and cared about that I'm brilliant. I'm super smart. I'm a very intelligent person and I can I can own that now. But of course, growing up four decades in a schooling system where I, because my brain is different, I'm being taught that I am wrong or the voice in my head actually sounds like I'm probably not right. It's, it's not even like you're wrong. You suck. It's just, it's such a throwaway. Like, yeah, you think it's this, but you're probably not right. Someone else will probably be right about it. It's probably not going to be you. And it's just, it's, it's not like a violent voice, but it's certainly a shitty one to be constantly playing on a loop in your brain when not 100% of the time, you guys, certainly not 100% of the time, but a fair amount of time, you're, you're right about stuff. Your intuition, that, that first thing that pops into your brain is, is there for a reason. What would it look like for you to trust that? If you can resonate with that at all, I would invite you to just get curious about where that stems from for you. If you feel like a person that like, you're not very intelligent, 
um, or wise or you're just usually like wrong about stuff I would get curious about where that comes from is that do you have a similar situation to me where it was growing up in school is it a familial situation is it something that your best friend said to you when you were seven um, because those things impact us we are very heavily developing our brains in early stages of our life so it's not silly if one small event that happened to you when you were seven impacts your brain in the way that you are today that's how brains work it's the most normal thing on the planet please attempt to not waste your time shaming yourself for it and just actually getting curious about it and getting curious about what it would look like to heal and grow moving forward to hug that version of you and apologize to them that shit was shitty and what would it look like for you to to move forward in a confident and empowered way for those of you who know that you experience intuition I want you to walk away from this call with a simple challenge. There's nothing concrete here. If you would like to add a more concrete element, you are more than welcome to. Take whatever version of this practice that you'd like. But when it comes to expressing, I'm sorry, when it comes to feeling your intuition, like hearing it, listening to it, acknowledging that it's there, I want you to do exactly the practice that I've been doing, just practicing saying it out loud. So. Of course, are there places where it's safe to do this and places where it's probably less safe to do this? Definitely. So go ahead and do me a favor and just trust your intuition in distinguishing the difference. And again, intuition, the grounded voice, not the frantic voice of like, oh my God, if I say this, are they going to think I'm a freak? They're going to not want to be my friend anymore. Um, trust your intuition when it comes to who it is safe to practice your intuition with. But anytime you experience intuition or you notice something pops in your brain and you feel like it's there's that little like kick in your stomach or a little like nudge on your shoulder that's like you should you should say this this is the message that this person needs to hear or this is the answer to that thing or this is probably what you should be doing i want you to practice listening to it i want you to practice saying it out loud um i want you to practice exactly what i did anytime you're like in conversation with somebody and it comes up simply saying I'm practicing my intuition and like trusting my intuition in my gut. Something's coming up for me. Would you mind if I shared it with you? And if people want to hear it, they want to hear it. And you guys, worst case scenario, somebody hears what you have to say and they're like, oh, okay. And like, you just get to move on with your day. And you know, like it's practicing your intuition is a muscle that you get to build over time. And it is one that is going to bring you closer to the person who you have always meant to become. Oh shoot, there was another point that I was gonna say. Before I log off, oh my gosh, I hate when my brain goes, my brain, my brain goes blank on a live when I am solo. Please comment below or um, just comment in the group any practices of intuition that you have i would absolutely love to hear them i would love to hear how it felt for you to share i would love to hear how it was received any support that you need around that i would absolutely love to support you intuition will bring you closer to your body and your purpose and like how you're actually meant to be spending your time and prioritizing your life so I triple dog dare you to practice it. Again, please don't hesitate to get to our Facebook group and uh, 
and fill us in on what sharing your intuition looked like for you, how everything panned out. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Whoops, just dropped the mic. Um, for anyone who might be interested, we are doing a workshop open to everyone. It is on September 27th, and this is a Rewrite Your Body Story workshop. It's going to be facilitated by myself and Leah Horton, who designed this workshop, and it is amazing and brilliant, and I cannot wait to take you guys through this. Um, so for anyone who has not taken the Body I Love You program, this event is going to be $44 for a 90-minute workshop. And if you are a Body I Love You alumni, you get 50% off of this workshop. So on September 27th, this is going to be at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, comment below if you want the details on that. We are more than happy to send you the registration link. Everyone, I hope you have a beautiful weekend and or like rest of your day. I'm sending you so much love. I'm sending you so much self-trust. Can't wait to hear you and your stories. I'll talk to you next time.